The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I really do. I really do, folks. And so um, what we are going to do tonight, ladies and gentlemen, this is Sunday night going into Monday morning, beginning of a new week. But we have a lot of work, a lot of work carved out for us this week. And we've got to finish Dr. Charles Morgan III. I'm sure you guys are having a lot of fun with him. I've gotten a lot of emails from you guys on Dr. Charles Morgan III and on all of the brain hacking and mind control he's starting to talk about. And he just thinks it's fun, folks. It's fun. It's so much fun. I mean, I had fun this weekend uh, hanging out with my wife, saw my sister and brother-in-law this morning. I've been buying the last of the baby stuff we need, prepping for the birth. But no, Dr. Charles Morgan III says fun is about being able to biohack another human. Fun is being able to mind control another human. Fun is being able to control another human from around the other side of the globe wearing a brain helmet what the heck was the name of that folks i can't even remember it i gotta look i'm pulling up my notes here the transcranial electronic stimulation helmet and so (laughs) yeah folks yeah yeah yesterday's show i swear i went to bed real late it was about two o'clock in the morning because i had to edit a couple of videos to get up at pain.tv slash gold and uh all i kept thinking about was that that uh, Dr. Charles Morgan III and all of his crazy, crazy projects, folks, all the things that he was showing us, telling us how much fun they were, how much fun they were. But these are the people we're dealing with. And I think it's a good thing that we know they are out there. I think it's a great thing that we're aware of the technologies that they are developing because sometimes we do not want to believe that there is true evil out there because people like ourselves people like you right or like me we could never do such evil things and therefore it is very difficult for us to believe and to understand that there are evil people out there and in some cases what makes them real evil is they actually believe that the technologies, the ideas, the systems that they are developing and trying to bring to fruition are actually for the good of the planet or the good of humanity, even though when you're engineering humanity out of existence, you are no longer for humanity. I mean, I don't know how Dr. Charles Morgan III could believe he's protecting and saving, I don't know, I guess he works for 
the government under grants, you know, through uh, DOD and such departments like that, how he thinks he's protecting what this this country with this uh, moral high ground that claims this moral high ground while he's talking about brain hacking and mind controlling people and being able to force other people to do things that he wants them to do using his mind and sending them signals. I don't know. It's nuts. But what I want to do before we get back into Dr. Charles Morgan III, and uh, let me just get this out of the way. Thank you all very much. There's a lot of people on pain.tv slash gold and on Twitter who are saying they love the show and they appreciate the work we're doing over here. And it's not just me. Uh, Maria Albanese sends me information. You guys send me information. You send me little tidbits. I just had a back and forth with someone. Uh, I apologize. Um, I forgot their Twitter handle. But they said, uh, you know, the stuff you're showing us is fantastic. I used to call this rise of the machines. But now I look at it as uh, the transhumanists and such. And so I've been trying to think of the name of the book. And I want to, I'm working on this, the theory behind trans, uh, or sorry, behind technocratic transhumanism. And so maybe technocratic transhumanism rise of the machines would be fantastic because that's actually what is happening. But let me just give a shout out to, uh, it's, I think it's formal hot on pain.tv slash gold who has sent me some information over the time i think i mentioned some of the some of the work he sent me but he just put um peter nygaard on my radar and so he said uh have you come across peter nygaard and i ran into nygaard a few years back and for some reason it sort of slipped through my fingers i forgot about it and so this person sent me a link and then it jogged my memory and i said let me look back into peter nygaard now I'm not going to do a deep dive here, but because I've been going for, I don't know, 10 days straight or something like that with the show, sometimes I need a little break from the, well, I mean, this is pretty dark, folks, but you also have an opportunity to laugh at this disgusting buffoon, but um, let's look at this. So I've got Peter Nygaard's Wikipedia page up, just in case you don't know who he is. Peter J. Nygaard. Born uh, Pekka Juhani Nygaard on July 24th, 1941. Is a Finnish-Canadian fashion executive. And I, and I just want to show you the type of psychopaths that make up the transhumanist movement. So in 1967, so he was, what, uh, 26 at the time, he founded Nygaard International, a Winnipeg-based company that made women's apparel. In 2020, Nygaard was accused of long-term sex trafficking, rape, and racketeering after the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, as crooked as uh, they are, uh, they raided his company's office in New York City. Later that year, he was formally charged and was arrested on sex trafficking and racketeering charges, including allegations of sex trafficking involving minors. In October 2021, Nygaard was charged by Toronto police with multiple counts of sexual assault and forcible confinement and incidents that occurred between the mid-1980s and mid-2000s, accusations of sexual misconduct by Nygaard date as far back as 1968, 
As of September 2022, Nygaard's criminal trials are ongoing and has not been convicted of any crimes. Well, let's just show you a little bit about Nygaard. And once again, Formal Hot, thank you for sending this over because this is a good break from Charles Morgan III. But you'll see, Charles Morgan III is doing uh, government contracts. Nygaard, I think he's still sitting in prison awaiting trial, but... At the end of the day, what makes these guys any different? One has long hair. He looks like a, uh, a heavily tan-skinned lion tamer, uh, the cousin of Liberace or something, Peter Nygaard. And then you've got Charles C. Morgan lecturing the West Point Academy cadets and staff. But at the end of the day, these guys are both uh, transhumanist psychopaths. So let's just take a look at this. I'm over at the the dash sun.com, the dash sun.com. And this is from December 2020. And it says right here, sick stunt. Pedo Peter Nygaard wanted girlfriends to have abortions to use fetuses for age-defying stem cell research, right? Sounds like uh, Ray Kurzweil, who our first episode was based around, the first episode of the Dustin Gold Standard. It says right here, Peter Nygaard wanted to get his girlfriends pregnant and have abortions so he could use the fetuses for age-defying stem cell research, it was claimed. Yeah, you heard me right. So he wanted to get his girlfriends pregnant and then kill their babies, their fetus, so that he could develop age-defying you know, technology for himself. But there's more to this story, and you're going to see it in a moment, folks. The revelation comes as the 79-year-old fashion mogul was charged with sex trafficking after he allegedly abused girls as young as 14. And then there's a picture of Nygaard here. I mean, the guy, he's got like long flowing gray hair, super tan skin, kind of looks like a retired Ric Flair, the wrestler type. Very flamboyant. It says uh, U.S. prosecutors demanded his arrest in Canada, and he faces extradition on charges of sex assault, racketeering, and trafficking. 57 alleged victims, including a Brit, have also joined ongoing legal action, claiming Nygaard used violence, intimidation, bribery, and company employees to lure victims. I did not look to see if he's connected to Epstein, but I think that's about to come up. A new book by Melissa Cronin. Again, again, folks, I'm not doing a deep dive here. I just want to show you, skim the surface of this. Just a little bit of entertainment in the transhumanist world outside of the darkness from Charles C. Morgan, who's delivering his sick technology uh, and review of technologies to the government. It says a new book by Melissa Cronin, a copy of which was provided to The Sun online, makes claims about Nygaard uh, alleged bizarre behavior. In Predator King, Peter Nygaard's Dark Life of Rape, Drugs, and Blackmail, that's the name of the book, Cronin, who also probed Jeffrey Epstein, she claims Nygaard had an obsession with staying young. Okay, so this uh, woman, Melissa Cronin, probe peter nygaard and jeffrey epstein it says but i think epstein and nygaard would have liked to probe her she was just a little too old for them 
Sorry, that was terrible, folks. It goes on to say, the tycoon allegedly ended up establishing his stem cell research company on the island of St. Kitts near his home in the Bahamas. Cronin alleges the purpose was also aborted fetuses from his pregnant girlfriends to provide him with fresh stem cells. Okay, hold on. I'm going to go back to that. Take a look at this picture if you're on... uh, pain.tv slash gold folks if you're not come over and join us for a few dollars a month seriously it's worth it i think it's worth it for the community alone but he's wearing a blue like velvet tuxedo with black lapels and then he has like a scarf slash necktie with a tuxedo shirt uh bright white teeth his thumbs tucked into his pants. He looks like a, some kind of a like a flamboyant bullfighter in a drag show or something. Yeah, I mean, crazy, crazy. Anyway, it says, quote, I may be the only person in the world who has my own embryos growing in a Petri dish, end quote, he said. An ex-girlfriend, uh, Sue Ellen Medeiros, wrote in a 2014 memoir about a trip she took with Nygaard to Ukraine where he was having stem cell research done. Quote, he asked Sue Ellen, do you know what the best stem cells are? She wrote, to which he replies, embryos. Okay, and then there's a map up here with uh, Nicholas Town, the Bahamas, Congo Town, Nygaard K, Florida, a map of where uh, he lived and where he had his operation set up. It goes on to say, quote, correct. If you got pregnant and had an abortion, we could use those embryonic cells and have a life supply for all of us, you, your mother, and me. A lot of people are doing it, quote, he replied. According to the book excerpts published in the New York Post, Madero says she was... Uh, quote, was beyond stunned, end quote. Quote, this was the sickest thing I've ever heard Peter say, end quote, she said. And that probably means a lot because that guy seems like he's pretty sick. Quote, I couldn't speak for a moment, finally catching my breath. I said, Peter, I do not believe in abortion, end quote. Nygaard would host what he called pamper parties, often at his private island resort, Nygaard K in the Caribbean. He would allegedly choose out girls for sex and then either force himself upon them, drug them, or offer them cash. Nygaard is alleged to have targeted women and underage girls with the false promises of modeling opportunities before sexually assaulting them. Does this sound familiar? Yeah, it's the MO of these fashion people, folks. You own an airplane, you have a fashion line, you're sanctioned by the government, you run blackmail operations, and you rape innocent women and children. This uh, man, if found guilty, should be stoned to death. In a statement, the Justice Department said Nygaard is facing charges related to, quote, at least a dozen, end quote, victims in a pattern of criminality across the U.S., the Bahamas, Canada, and other locations. He denies the charges. And so let me just run up here for a second because I recognize this woman. Uh, Madero said she was beyond stunned. Okay, so this is Madero's, who was, what, his girlfriend? I believe she was a girlfriend. Yeah, ex-girlfriend, Sue Ellen Medeiros. But, uh, folks, this story continues when we get back. Because let me show you. He was arrested in 2020, okay? Okay. 
Now, I'm going to show you what's going on currently up to a few months back in March. And then I'm going to roll back what uh, our friend over at pain.tv slash gold sent me. And you're going to see a video of this guy in 2014 and what he was talking about publicly on a red carpet runway. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Payne.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you a question here. If our government, our government sent a gene-edited, a DNA spliced, a biohacked, incredible hulk super soldier equipped with an iron man exo exoskeleton artificial intelligence suit with an elon musk Neuralink brain chip device implanted in his skull to take down this peter nygaard and crush him would you be upset i don't know maybe we could justify the transhumanist super soldier program if it were taking out people like this but you know why i won't folks because they're all transhumanists they're all weirdo technocrats folks and so let's take a look at this article now over at globalnews.ca. It says right here, okay, folks, this is March 2022. So we're fast forwarding two years from what we just reviewed in the sun. And it says arrest warrant issued for Canadian fashion mogul Peter Nygaard in Montreal. So this guy had uh, cases being brought against him. In several places. But this says Montreal police confirmed an arrest warrant was issued for disgraced fashion mogul Peter Nygaard on Monday in Montreal. In an email to Global News, Quebec's Crown Prosecutor's Office said it has filed sexual assault and forcible confinement charges against Nygaard. The offenses are alleged to have taken place between November 1st, 1997 and November 15th, 1998 in Montreal. Citing ongoing legal proceedings, the Crown said it would issue no further comments. Nygaard, 80, was first arrested in Winnipeg in 2020 under the Extradition Act after being charged with nine sex-related counts in New York. Okay, so he was first arrested in Winnipeg in 2020 under the Extradition Act after being charged with nine uh, sex-related counts in New York. Authorities in the United States allege he used his position in the fashion industry to lure women and girls. Don't they all? Don't they all lure women and girls? I mean, that's the point of the fashion industry. It says right here, Federal Justice Minister David Lametti said last week that Nygaard will be extradited to the United States, but only after his criminal case in Canada, uh, Canada is complete. Nygaard is currently in detention in Toronto. He was denied bail earlier this year in connection with sex-related charges, including six counts of sexual assault and three counts of forcible confinement. The alleged incidents date back to the late 
1980s and 2000s, Nygaard is scheduled to appear at the Montreal Courthouse on Tuesday. Again, this is back in March 2022. But folks, what we're going to do is we're going to roll back here to a video which is on YouTube from 2014. This is from 2014. And this was sent over to me again by Formal Hat on pain.tv slash gold. Fantastic, fantastic person. He sends me quite a bit of information. I've shared some of it before, I believe. But this one, he said, hey, did you check this out? Did you check this out? And so thank you very much for putting this on my radar. I mean, we just got done talking about synthetic wombs, designer babies, gene slicing. We've uh, talked about the quest for immortality, the thirst for eternal life that these transhumanists have, looking at Ray Kurzweil and Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and others. And so in this video... This is Peter Nygaard, okay, and he's talking about his research with his own embryonic stem cells and how he's working with the medical community to develop a virtual fountain of youth, okay? And he's had his own stem cells injected to reverse the effects of aging. And so he gets arrested in 2020, 2022. I just skimmed the surface, but I don't see anybody really talking about what he was actually involved with. Yes, they're talking about he wanted to impregnate women and then basically abort it and take the embryo and use the embryo for stem cells. But let's take a look at what Peter Nygaard was talking about in 2014, six years prior to his first arrest there. I practice that volleyball, it keeps me in shape. It's nice to be able to play with that caliber of a person, young guys who are Olympic caliber, and just to be able to get out there and play with them and, and play quite well with them, you know? That, and then, you know, that's a measurement for my youthfulness. And as long as I keep doing that, I don't break my limbs, etc. And I find myself even getting a little bit better, which is really interesting sign, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I certainly appreciate that. So, his name is Mark Takzak, and he... Um he works at this place, Center for Neuroskills, which is the only place in the country that gets people walking and talking again. Okay, so let's think. Center for Neuroskills. Let's just write that down for Neuroskills. I mean, we'll just put that on our radar because something we might examine in the future. All right, so now Nygaard is talking to this gentleman interviewing him on basically, it's like a red carpet type party, fashion event type of thing. Nygaard's all pimped out in a Liberace tuxedo with his uh, collar up. He looks almost like, um, I don't know, maybe they injected some stem cells into the cadaver of Johnny Cash, and now he's back on the red carpet. Or it looks like a character that maybe like John Voight would play. So uh, I just wanted to give you a little taste of him. Now, let's listen to what he has to say. I'm in medicine, medical business now. I'm just so overwhelmed about the medical business. We know so little about it. And there's so much to it, you know. I'm in the stem cell world, you know. Okay, so he says he's involved in the medical business uh, back in 2014. And then he says the stem cell part of it, the stem cell business. And this whole world of stem cells is coming at us really, really big time. And the discoveries that are being made about any kind of disease. We must have a thousand things that can go wrong with us, you know. And each one now has a stem cell solution to it. It's amazing. 
Okay, so he's saying in 2014 that there's a stem cell solution to every one of the thousands of diseases that uh, could go wrong with we with uh, with us humans here with us humans amazing which one are you most passionate about well i'm I'm most passionate really about the most powerful of stem cells which is embryonic stem cell that is the the stem cell that we're born with and i now have broken through it's called scnt it was announced all over the news and i broke through taking my old skin cell i took it i took a woman's egg put her her dna out of it put my dna into it and grew it in vitro Okay, okay. Are you hearing this right now, folks? So we were talking about the stems. I mean, I'm sorry. We were talking about the designer babies and in vitro the other day. Okay, a few episodes ago. That's why I'm bringing this back up. It's important here. So in 2014, he's talking about taking a woman's uh, egg and then taking his cells and then basically planting his DNA inside of her egg all right let's 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 uh i'm backing it up a few seconds and then we're gonna let this run here of the news and i broke through taking my old skin cell i took it i took a woman's egg put her took her dna out of it put my dna into it and grew it in vitro and developed my own own stem cell lines wow Okay, he developed his own stem cell line. So he's saying he took a piece of his skin cell, then he took a woman's egg, he took out her DNA, put his DNA in, and now he's growing the embryo in vitro and then developing his own stem cell lines. Yeah, you got that. You heard it. I mean, this is real. This is... This is a transhumanist vampire, folks, like a real one, standing in public in front of a lot of people talking about this. I'm the only guy in the world today who has me in a Petri dish before I was born. I'm the only guy in the world today who has me in a Petri dish before I was born. That's what he said. I mean, mean, did, did I tell you? They're out there. They're out there. Now, why he got arrested later, I don't know. I'd have to look into that. Was it tied into Epstein? Were the intelligence agencies cleaning up some of their messes? Were they getting rid of some of the old guard? Uh, Maybe these guys served their purpose, and now it was time to move on and move this industry into the hands of, you know, a little bit more... uh, polished people like peter thiel and elon musk yeah probably probably but let's continue this is i find this to be frankly fascinating that's amazing that is amazing science fiction is scientific fact science fiction is scientific fact folks and that is true when people say to you that sounds like a sci-fi movie say no it's science fact it's science fact does art imitate life or does life imitate art that is the question folks now that's huge because now you can take those immortal stem cells plant it back in your body and renew your body parts okay so now he's saying he's going to take the stem cells that they created the stem cells of him and then use them to implant back in your body and repair yourself very much like ray kurzweil well you're living proof of everything you say look at you yeah 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 no my i have i have actually reversed my aging in the last four years you know so that's that's been that's this uh, medical science behind it as well. They do they use my numbers in uh, medical conventions, you know, before and after. 
That sounds like Trump. They use my numbers in the medical conventions before and after. And who doesn't love before? And who doesn't love after? I love before and after. Both are great. One is before, the other is after. No, folks, at this time, okay, so he's sitting there bragging about how they reversed his aging. But I think, what is he, 80 now, we said in 2022? So go back uh, eight years, he's 72 here, and he doesn't look a day over 75. So I don't know what he's talking about. Maybe their plans are failing, which would be, uh, frankly, fantastic for us, folks. Let me continue here. You and your children are changing the whole world. My children, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's good, it's good. It could be a little contribution to changing, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's personal quest. I just want to personally make sure that I do everything possible to keep myself alive, everything possible to keep myself healthy. I want to do preventive medicine, and then I start discovering more and more about it, and I start being a leading edge on the stuff. I have taken more stem cells today than anybody else in the world. Okay, 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 okay. So that's very much like Ray Kurzweil, right? So you just saw through this bumbling man you know his true intention so he said you know it's it's this selfishness at least this guy's more honest than most of them because they like to pretend they're trying to help us but he says right there he did everything that he could to keep himself healthy like i've mentioned this before you work out you take vitamins your minerals you want to live you know a long prosperous life and healthy but i always ask you where do you draw the line where do you draw the line? Where is it that you're crossing over from living a natural life as healthy as possible, but then moving into the transhumanist ideology, where now you will do anything possible, including harming other people, including taking a woman's egg and planting your DNA, creating your own stem cells to inject back into your body. And then if everything is true uh, with the charges brought against him, raping women, including possibly minors, to impregnate them and then take their embryo and then use that for your stem cell concoctions, uh, similar to Peter Thiel's company Ambrosia, which is centered around taking young people's blood and injecting it into older people. I mean, wh wh where is it that you decide to cross that line? Where is it that you say you want to go from working out in the gym and eating natural foods and taking vitamins and staying healthy to actually seeking out more immortality to the point where you're willing to do mad scientist experiments in a laboratory and or rape minors to get their embryos so that you can inject stem cells of your children as the gentleman interviewing him joked about like his children i mean where is that line folks think about that over the break when we come back let's wrap this up and get in to dr charles morgan the third and finish up with that mad scientist ladies and gentlemen i'm dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv.
ladies and gentlemen, this is pain.tv slash gold. I am your host, Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. Folks, folks, did you think about it over the break? I mean, what, what is that line in the sand for you? I mean, where do you draw the line between living a healthy life and then literally becoming Count Dracula dressed up in a Liberace suit, hurting other people, uh, raping women, um, I don't know, forcing abortions upon them so that you can live forever? I mean, is this... Is this the type of stuff these people that we analyze here at the Dust and Gold Standard, is this what they talk about at their salons out in the Bahamas, in Hollywood, in New York City, uh, in, in Paris, you know, around the world? Is this what they sit around and talk about at dinners, folks? I mean, is this seriously it? All right, let's continue. We have to wrap this up. But I want you to hear the rest of what Peter Nygaard has to say. It's like I'm a stem cell, you know? Wow. And it works. Yeah. Are you in L.A. all the time? Are you traveling all the time? I travel constantly around the world. I have a beautiful airplane, and I go around the world twice a year. I got factories all over the world. I got stem cell business all over the world, you know. So I'm in constant motion here. So he says he has a plane. He travels twice a year all over the world. He has factories everywhere. He has... Uh, stem cell business all over the world apparently rape colonies as well but now let's continue with this you help every woman to look thin every woman to look thin with my slims especially yeah exactly. that's what that pant is all about that pants all about making your body look slim and that's what every woman wants you know it makes her slim and shapes her behind how does somebody get behind this stem cell you really yeah, you see, the interviewer is like, wait a second, I'll ask you something about your fashion line. But uh, back in 2014 here, he's like, I- I'm fascinated with what this crazy stem cell talk you're you're mentioning here. Let's get back to that, Peter. Stem cell. You really, once you start looking at an internet and start looking at the word stem cell, it just opens up a whole new world to you, you know? They've got number one university in the world in stem cells in translational medicine is University of Miami. The people there here now. You get a chance to talk to some of the people here. Some of them are guys who are actually working for me or my associates, you know. I invited about 50 of them here. Great. Yeah. Okay, so at this party, he said he has 50 people, basically, I don't know, scientists, business guys involved with the stem cell industry at this event. Some of them are his associates, some work for him, he said. Is there any associate that you could refer me to to talk to about this later? Another on another day. My own medical scientist. This is my chief scientific officer. Hello. She's Hello. The, she's Hi. the number one in stem cells in the world. It's amazing. So I just brought up a little bit of what I was doing. She's responsible for my body. Nothing goes into my body without her approval. <laughs> I like that. She's chargeable. So you, you can talk to her about it more. Thank you so much. Okay, so he brings this woman over who he says, uh, you know, is his personal doctor and nothing goes into his body without her approval. Hi. Jyoti. Jyoti? Uh, yeah, I'm Dr. Jyoti Devakumar. Okay. Hi. You look stunning. You're Thank a beautiful you. Beautiful woman. Thank you. Now, I was telling him that uh, there's a guy that plays volleyball in his house sometimes who uh, saved my life. 
He's a physical therapist at the Center for Neuroskills in Encino. And, uh, you know, I'm seeing people I was not, I wasn't walking two months ago. And I'm seeing other people like me that are going from not walking to walking. And it's been amazing just the technology that nobody knows about. So, 10 years from now, every field of medicine will be affected by stem cells. There's not going to be a single field in medicine which will not, which wouldn't have adopted stem cells. So, I think that represents the future. Okay, so she's talking about in 2014 that there will not be a field in medicine that is not affected by stem cells. And for all of you uh, that paid attention to sort of the political news for the last decade, you would probably know stem cells was real big at the time. They were pumping this idea of stem cells and embryonic stem cells and taking stem cells out of the umbilical cord. So although it sort of uh, drifted off my radar over the years i think we're going to have to circle back around at some point and take a look at stem cells as related to the fourth industrial revolution so i just took a note of that now folks let's just continue with her and then we'll get back to dr uh, morgan and uh, so far medicine treats symptoms of the disease now with stem cells we'll be able to treat the root cause of the disease and cure disease again as again just maintain the disease state what what has kept this from becoming widely used here any new technology goes through a phase of criticism a lot of rejection Okay, okay. So he asks her, and that, that's the end of this clip. So he asks her uh, why it isn't, say, widely used at that time in 2014. And you heard her there uh, saying that all this medicine goes through a phase of rejection, goes through a phase of criticism. And so I've told you before, what happens is they have to push these things out in an adoption campaign to get people to adopt them. So they have to say, well, stem cells are going to cure people that can't walk just like that gentleman who was doing the interview said, right? And so he mentions the Center for Neuroskills where he was repaired and there's other people there that can walk now. And so that's the tug at your heartstrings, uh, human emotion um, adoption of the technology but then you see Nygaard standing there talking about how he's using it for his thirst for immortality his quest for eternal life and so then fast forward six years from there and you see him getting arrested for raping women and children to get access to their aborted embryo uh, their aborted fetus so that he could uh, harvest stem cells for himself to live forever like Count Dracula. Okay, and so that's what you're seeing her talking about there. But I told you, with many of these technologies, you know, I'm 41, so I see it now. At 20 years old, I didn't see it. But at 40 now, that there's a generation who's come up beneath me, I see how much the world has changed since I was a kid, you know, 30 years ago. And so it only takes one generation to breed some specific 
piece of, say, culture out of the society. It only takes one generation to push a full-blown adoption campaign before the iPhone is kind of, ah, the older people don't want it, to where all of a sudden now 90% of people are using a smartphone. Or a lot of older people are on Facebook to connect with old high school friends. So it only takes one generation to push these technologies um, these uh, Frankenstein uh, scientific healthcare technologies into the lexicon and then force the adoption on the people before it actually becomes a norm. You've seen this happen with uh, social issues, okay, in the United States, election cycle to election cycle. And so you'll see things like gay marriage you'll see stuff like abortion etc and it only takes a generation before it's just widely accepted uh you know marijuana was very taboo now people just go down to the government store and buy their pot you know gay marriage was very taboo now it's what is it in all 50 states now probably and so it only takes one generation to engineer the culture on social issues look at fiscal issues all right it used to be a big deal to say the country has 10 trillion dollars in debt now it's what 23 24 trillion over 300 trillion in unfunded liabilities and it's just accepted now nobody really cares there's no fights about it it would be taboo if we were raising the taxes by one or two percent they could raise them five percent tomorrow at the end of the day nobody really cares so the same thing goes for these technologies yeah they will say stem cell uh, embryonic stem cell use they will say designer babies they will say deans uh, gene splicing they will say you know dna editing and at first people go oh this is immoral it's unethical but go one generation and it's just widely accepted because what happens is they normalize it and they humanize it through media through the paid talking heads uh the people on television the large podcasters like uh joe rogan now he helps normalize and humanize transhumanism by bringing people like elon musk on and letting him sit there and smoke a joint drink whiskey with him and tell him how cool it is that he's building a brain chip to put in your head and so eventually what happens to the people like me or like you who see the dangers in this who understand what's coming who are able to recognize the slippery slope who are able to spot the con the scheme the scam the grift uh, who are able to recognize a snake oil salesman and a con man a matchstick man we're able to see that but what happens with most of us is you go one generation not even you go 10 years you go five years and what happens is we've just been desensitized to it because there'll be so much discussion about it and then nothing being done to actually push back and fight it that we just become desensitized to it you desensitize to destabilize. And so that's what ends up happening. And so when she says, hey, in 10 years, so confidently back in 2014, she says, hey, in 10 years, it'll just be so widely accepted. It'll be in all these industries. Right now, it's going through a point of criticism, but eventually everyone will be doing it. And so we'll look back into stem cell research and see if there's any connections on that to companies like Peter Thiel's Ambrosia, the Youngblood Injection Company, 
and we'll see if these guys seeking immortality are using stem cells now. If Ray Kurzweil and others are injecting them into their bodies like Peter Nygaard was doing. So I'm sure we could find a lot of ties. I'm not going to do that uh, right away because we're talking about the military uh, mind control and brain hacking technology at this point. I've got to work my way to uh, Dr. James Giordano, probably have a public discussion with Maria Albanese to wrap this up and fill in any blanks that I might miss over these few episodes. And then from there, we're going to go back into Joe Biden's executive order and then over to Operation Paperclip. And I have a whole bunch of shows planned uh, after that, to tie everything together and start to take all the work we've done. As I work towards episode 50, I want to really pull everything together and do a recap on 50 so we can reset and start on some new topics, folks. That's the plan anyway. But I suffer from slight ADD, if you haven't noticed. So sometimes my plans change if my brain gets pulled in another direction. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we jump right in to Dr. Charles Morgan III. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. All right, so thank you, Formal Hub, for that. I told you guys if you send me over information that fits into the theme of the show, I will try to plug it in as soon as I have a chance, and I will definitely give you credit for it. I appreciate the folks at pain.tv slash gold. It's a fantastic community over there. And for those of you who have been sending me bits of information, I thank you sincerely from the bottom of my human heart. All right, folks, here it is. We need to get back into Dr. Charles Morgan III. I rolled this back a minute from where we ended yesterday. Uh, just to refresh your mind. But he is in the middle of talking about the underground black market biohacking community, you know, putting chlorine into people's eyes to give them night vision. And he talks about how they can learn from the biohacking community. It's basically this off-the-books biohack testing that isn't necessarily done at a sanctioned military base. I mean, that's really what it is, folks. All right, so let's play that, and then we'll get going into the new material here. About studying and experimenting on humans. There's a biohacking community that is not part of the official science community that is busy trying to attach hardware to humans, and they do it in their basements. Uh, they study up on how to do the surgeries, how to connect devices, how to put motherboards in people. Um, and they may use it for some purposes, like phishing, using RFID signals in their hands to take information from you. But uh, there are some other interesting developments. When you start thinking about the fluidity of what you can do with the brain, they're experimenting with CE6 and giving people with eye drops night vision. 
for several hours, a person receiving the night drops can see over 160 feet in the dark. So it's a lot easier to look through your own eyes than it is to put on nods. And it will be a short time before you get a better solution than we get from the biohacking community. But it could also be readily available to almost anybody on the planet. So he's saying, I mean, you, you catch that? He's saying it'll only be a short time until there's a better solution that we get from the biohacking community. And in the first minute there, he said, uh, these are biohackers working outside of the official science community. And he smiles. He's giggling. He's very giddy. He's like a little schoolgirl, all excited about this. So I get the strong impression that he knows uh, who these biohackers are. Maybe they're even sanctioned by the government in some way, folks. And I told you yesterday I'm going to do a show on this particular gentleman that I investigated several years back who was one of these guys that I believe was an off-the-books, uh, basically MKUltra mind-control sort of practitioner who had ties into the government, uh, special operators and such, who then was running what I believe was an operation off the book, similar to this biohacking stuff that Dr. Charles Morgan III is talking about, that he's so excited about. All right, let's continue. Um, it's going to be harder to keep this under control than it is to keep the special lenses and uh, night vision technology. Um, so uh, I think it's really important that people pay attention to to this kind of a thing because that can give humans the natural ability for a while to see in the dark and give humans the natural ability to see in the dark so it's hard to understand is he afraid of you and i being able to see in the dark we'll be able to hack ourselves around the night vision goggles that you can buy but they cost thousands of dollars i don't know folks i don't know what he's talking about let's continue because it gets creepier if you think that you've seen some nutty stuff from this guy in the last 23 minutes, wait until you see what he has in store for you. The other new possibility coming along is that seeing in the dark is something you don't really naturally do that well. Uh, but with animals who've been able to achieve a, num a number of other things, one of which is giving them uh, an extra sensory ability, if you will. I'll show you a short clip. People decided they wanted to know if they could give the rat an ability to do something it does not naturally have. Okay, so now they're getting into true, you know, biohacking and gene editing. So they want to see if they can give a rat a trait that it doesn't naturally have. So think about it in our place, right? If you took a human and humans don't have the ability to fly, could they staple flying squirrel wings on you? so that you can jump out of a tree and fly. All right, let's, let's watch this, folks. Recently, researchers have given rats an implant which allows the animal to obtain, as they call it, a sixth sense. The laboratory subjects were able to search and detect infrared lights, which is an exceptional accomplishment given that rats cannot normally see infrared lights. A team at Duke University placed infrared detectors which were wired up to tiny electrodes into the part of their brains that processes tangible information. A source involved with the experiment, Eric Thompson states, This is the first paper in which a neuroprosthetic device was used to augment function, literally enabling a normal animal to acquire a sixth sense. Researchers claim that the device could also help humans regain sight if placed in the appropriate part of the brain. 
Last year, researchers used a computer-chip-ridden prosthetic system to help transmit light signals in the brains of mice. The minds behind the study hope to move on to human trials using the retinal device to restore sight to those who had lost their vision. Okay, 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 okay. Let's just freeze it. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but you see already what they're doing. You understand this, right? And and I there's a few people who wrote us here, and I appreciate it, saying now when they're watching these commercials showing virtual reality headsets and augmented reality headsets, they're easily able to spot the con, the grift, the scam, the scheme, the adoption campaign, right? And so that's what you're seeing here again. They implanted a device in rats so that they can gain this sixth sense and see infrared lights. And they're hoping to move on to human trials so they can restore sight in people that are blind. Okay. As if these mad scientists, transhumanist technocrats care about blind people. No. Now the blind people become their guinea pigs. You know, the, the craziest part... I. I really don't like to talk about this because it limits the ability to push the show out to certain people. But it's like you take the people with paralysis, you take the people with dementia, you take all of the, uh, you know, autism, all these things that have sort of accelerated and grown in the last number of years here in the United States and around the world. And then all of a sudden, it's like you have access to all these guinea pigs, all these people that you can do experiments on now. And so you say, well, I don't know. In the last couple of years, it was like COVID land, the high school theater production. Did they gin something up? Did they create a situation, a scenario so that they could run tests on everyone? They could turn everyone into guinea pigs? And, and like I said, I don't know. They were talking about nanobots. We know there's nanoparticles in the shots. But, I mean, were they running tests? Are they seeing how people are doing? I don't know. I mean, so that they could develop some sort of a nanobot shot for themselves. I mean, we know that's what they're after. Ray Kurzweil and others admit it. And so, do they create the problem, which is people with more of these disabilities, so they could provoke a reaction, which is the science community needs to heal them, and then they have a solution, come on in here, we're going to do mad scientist experiments on you, until they perfect the technology for themselves, or if it's something that's going to be a net minus, they could use it against everyone else. I don't know, it gets you thinking though, it does get you thinking, let's continue. So people are playing with chemicals to enhance the human capacity. They're also experimenting now with how do you add a device to the mammalian brain to give it an extra sensory ability. You may not want to detect infrared. You might want to have a room temperature detector of radiation, depending on what your job is in life. So when you think about it, uh, the possibility now is there to develop different kinds of devices. They could be perhaps used either by intelligence people or by uh, uh, people in the military to have an extra ability to be able to see through walls, to uh, see heartbeats. We used to play with the uh, 18 gigahertz microwave uh, detectors where we could pick up heartbeats through anything but solid steel and water, but that could easily be a human who can see the unique heartbeat that's behind the wall over there that's thermal and sensitive. Dude, do you hear what he's talking about here? Folks, this isn't some quack science uh, teacher in eighth grade smoking a joint on his break with the other whacked out teachers during lunch 
coming back into his eighth grade class and babbling away while he's high as a kite to his classroom of unsuspecting students. No, this guy is employed by the government under U.S. government grants. He's former CIA. He said at the beginning of the lecture that the basis for this presentation he's giving in 2018 was on sort of his exit exam out of the CIA after working there for almost a decade, where they asked him to predict the future, and he said, well, I'll predict for you what's going to happen in the next five years. And so he developed a presentation as part of his exit interview with the CIA, and now he's giving this lecture in 2018 to a room full of West Point Military Academy cadets and faculty. And he's sitting there talking about augmenting the human brain for intelligence officials and military men to have superhuman powers and be able to do things without using a physical advice, a gadget, a tool, a piece of technology in the form of a product. He's talking about engineering the human body, the human brain, to develop extraordinary senses, like the ability to see a heartbeat through a wall, the ability to pick up radiation uh, and detect radiation. He's talking about developing mutant Marvel superheroes. I mean, look, you might be in agreement with this. You might think this is all fine and dandy. Uh, You may have been aware of it by now, uh, that it's at this level. But for the vast majority of us who didn't know that it was at this level and didn't know that our government was actually sanctioning these things and actually sending in a former CIA guy who's talking about the future... Uh, this modification, gene editing, DNA splicing, you know, mind control, body control, physical control from human to human to stand there in front of a room full of West Point cadets and talk to them about this. I mean, does it not worry you in the least that this is going on? Like right out in the open, this stuff is unclassified, which thank God it is because at least we're able to watch it. But it's unclassified and it's sanctioned and it's being paid for with our tax dollars. That they have this man on a government grant working out of the University of New Haven, former CIA, works for the military, helps select special operators for special teams and such. That this guy is just allowed to walk around like this and just openly talk about these things as if they're normal. See, this is now normalized because most people would just say, well, whatever, it's the military or, yeah, I'm sure they're doing that. But do you agree with the fact that they're doing that? Do you think it's okay? Does he creep you out? I mean, think about this stuff as we go to a quick commercial break. Really, let it absorb in because I want you to just understand and really appreciate what you just heard coming from this guy who is on uh, retainer from the government 
to research these technologies and to update them on what's coming, what they can do, how they can utilize these things for their own purposes, both for offense and defense. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let it sink in. Think about it. We'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. Listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, folks, I hope everyone had a good break. I really do, folks. I really do. <laughs> we are deep into the mind of Dr. Chucky Morgan, folks, Dr. Chucky Morgan, and he is like the Chucky doll, ladies and gentlemen. What a freak, folks. Seriously, this guy is giddy. He gets excited about this. He's called these things fun several times. All right, let's jump right back into Chuck. So it doesn't have to be IR. Uh, It can be a number of things. Anything that you can co-opt is theoretically now possible to adapt to human brain functioning. Anything you can co-opt can now be adapted to human brain function, he says. You'd have to learn is the code. You'd have to train with it. It might not be natural at first. You might not understand the signal you're getting, uh, but you can add to human brain function. Okay, so he's saying you can add to human brain function. Now, this guy is not just reviewing these videos that he's showing on the screen. He knows about this stuff. He works in this field daily. He develops this kind of uh, technology. He researches this technology for the government out of his job, excuse me, out of his job at University of New Haven. So he is an authority on these subjects. All right, let's continue. can also use it to intercept signals. Uh, The experiment that was just released this last month, uh, as I said, demonstrated that people could transfer knowledge from one human to another. And I I commented to uh, a couple of my colleagues, and I said, I think right now the most direct application of that is going to be either covert communication or running drones. The set of experiments, I didn't have videos to show you, um, but there have been a series that have shown you can connect the human brain to a rat and control its motor movement and its tail. So you can have non-human animal drones you can have the human brain probably run a regular drone at this point, but uh, running a non-human drone, something like a cockroach or a rat, would it be awesome? And now the... Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, folks. There is a lot, a lot to absorb there because he's not watching a video. He's just speaking. Let me roll that back for you because I do think that you want to hear that again, folks. I do think you want to hear that again. Listen to what he's talking about carefully. He's saying that... He's saying that eventually, uh, at least the goal right now is for the human-to-human brain interface, is that so a human can control a drone with its mind or it can pass intelligence from one human to another human's brain right but in the case of just the drone he's talking about flying you know like a drone copter you're talking about and also and also the ability for a human mind to 
to control a rat or to control a cockroach. All right, let's listen to that one more time. Behind the wall over there that's thermal insensitive. So it doesn't have to be IR. Uh, it can be a number of things. Anything that you can co-opt is theoretically now possible to adapt to human brain functioning. All you'd have to learn is the code. You'd have to train with it. It might not be natural at first. You might not understand the signal you're getting, uh, but you can add to human brain function. Okay, so let me just talk about that quickly. So what he was talking about there is that if they modify your brain with one of these Marvel superhero superpowers right like your ability to see heartbeats through a wall he's saying that you might not be able to utilize that superpower right away you would have to be trained on recognizing this new signal being pumped into your head but you could learn how to use that new signal so it's like a baby learning how to walk for the first time or you learning how to ride a bicycle and so you would be trained how to utilize the new superpower you're talking about now he's going to get into the ability for humans to be able to control a rat or control a cockroach let's continue you can also use it to intercept signals uh, the experiment that was just released this last month uh, as i said demonstrated that people could transfer knowledge from one human to another and I, I commented to uh, a couple of my colleagues, and I said, I think right now the most direct application of that is going to be either covert communication or running drones. Okay, so he's talking about covert communication. So that would be you and I transferring data through our minds to each other. Okay, so you don't have to write it down. We don't have to text it. We don't have to talk on the phone. We can transfer it between our brains. And then the second, he's talking about the ability to use your mind to control a drone. All right, now he's going to get into the rats and cockroaches. The set of experiments, I didn't have videos to show you, um, but there have been a series that have shown you can connect the human brain to a rat and control its motor movement and its tail. So you can have non-human animal drones you can have the human brain probably run a regular drone at this point, but uh, running a non-human drone, something like a cockroach or a rat, would it be awesome? And now would be awesome. So he says fun. He says awesome. Now he's like giggling. Okay, he's giggling. That's that's who this guy is, folks. He's a mad scientist. This is the transhumanist science uh, scientist engineers that I talk to you about all the time. Okay, there are no limits to what they'll do. They have no ethics. They have no morals. Okay, this guy will do anything he is allowed to get away with. All right, let's continue. At this point, but uh, running a non-human drone, something like a cockroach or a rat, would it be awesome? And now the if you were watching the Olympics and you see the coordinated maze of drones, the software is now really readily available where you could. Uh, you could have hordes of little creatures that can gain access to facilities um, or, or move around in different places, all run by a person sitting in a booth. Um, it wouldn't be, it's no more technically challenging once you do that than figuring out the logistics of how you're going to send your signal somewhere else in the world and how to protect that signal. But um, that's, that's now. That's not um, in the future. So as you begin to think what's in five years, the interfaces are going to become um, all right, let's pause right there. So now what he's saying is, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, I think it was the Super Bowl 
I don't know if it was Lady Gaga or something. Remember, this is back in 2018 where they had all the drones operating in the sky and they were all synced up and uh, almost operating like a... Uh, um, you know, like a dance troupe or like the the water um, uh, synchronized swimmers, okay? So it was like synchronized drones. So now he's saying you could utilize the human mind to control a synchronized group of, say, rats or mice or cockroaches to enter a facility. So what he's telling you is that the technology is here, it's now, it's real, it can be done. So could you be... Watching a rat run down an alleyway in New York City, and that rat is in fact controlled by a New York City cop sitting in his cubicle uh, at the police station, at the precinct. I mean, folks, are you comfortable with this? I mean, if if a human can control the mind of a animal. How do we know that some animal at a zoo somewhere that eats a child, that that child wasn't really the child of someone famous who they're getting back at or they're threatening? I don't. The, the possibilities become endless, see? And so it's going to become harder and harder to believe the narrative that the government puts out on anything when they're admitting publicly through one of their henchmen, this guy, Dr. Morgan, that they can do anything, folks. They can control animals with the human mind. Like the animal is a remote control car and the brain is the remote, is the uh, the car. I mean, I mean, just think about it, folks. Think about it. It's insanity. All right, let's continue. More delicate, more refined. And as transcranial magnetic stimulation, it's a rather crude instrument right now. It creates a field that excites just hordes of neurons. But as they... As they um, Refine the technology so you can get a better point specificity to the neurons you actually want to activate. You should be able to do this without penetrating the skull. Um, either someone could wear a cap, and in fact, that's how the latest brain-to-brain communication in humans was done. It was done without surgery and uh, actually signaling uh, via some stimulation to the retina and the brain decoding it. Although, oh, okay, okay. So he's back to talking about. The uh, transcranial, got to look at my notes, the transcranial electronic stimulation helmet. And so now he's saying they can do this stuff without having to penetrate the brain. Meaning he's saying they can do it without Elon Musk Neuralink brain chip so that you don't have to drill a hole in your skull, implant the chip with a thousand wires going down into the brain. Which makes it quite interesting because now there'll probably be a lot of people who'd be willing to put on one of these helmets at their house without having to put the brain chip inside of their head. So will they be able to upload their mind? Well, if they can pull the thoughts out of their head that uh, trigger these movement receptors, then I'm sure they could probably do just about anything. But let's find out because Dr. Morgan might get into some of this stuff in this 2018 lecture to the cadets at the West Point Military Academy. The person consciously didn't know what the code was, their brain did. Um, so that I would recommend people becoming aware of that uh, from the human drone technology standpoint. The second field uh, that people may or may not be aware of in uh, 
I always tell my students, I said I wasn't around when they developed uh, atomic weapons, but um, Dr. Ventner's work is, my my view, the equivalent of the development of nuclear weapons when you realize uh, that he created life in a cell back in 2010. I don't know if people are familiar with his work, but this technology paired with something called CRISPR, which is like an editing software for genes, makes a number of things immediately available. What he did is he programmed yeast cells to produce anything he wanted. They can produce perfume, they can produce petroleum, they can produce any peptide, anything we program the DNA to do, and it's in the living cell. Okay, okay, pause right there. So now he's talking about Dr. Ventner, he's talking about CRISPR, of which you have a handle on, uh, because we covered that a few episodes ago. And so now he's talking about how they took a yeast cell and programmed it where he could create anything perfume petroleum where they can create anything anything using this yeast cell folks think about that for a moment we'll be right back this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard, folks. That's right. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. So now we know that the military... And this former CIA operative, Dr. Chucky Morgan, Charles Morgan III, are so excited, it's frankly awesome, that they can use their mind to control a horde of rats. I don't know. What is it, a school of rats? I'm not sure. But anyway, we know they can do that now. So that's fascinating. That is fascinating. So next time there's a, a pack of cockroaches running through your basement, just know it's okay. It might just be someone in the military controlling them. All right, let's continue, folks. This stuff is wild, though. It is wild. All right, let's get back to Morgan. So in medicine, the goal in medicine now is to be able to do uh, designer medicine and therapy. If we can design a cell to get into your body and release the right product for you, you won't be losing half the drugs you take through your liver when you swallow a pill and it gets digested. These can be inserted into you through the hypospray uh, needles, almost like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek, giving you the hyperspray. It just blasts. Okay, so there you go. Now he's going to use Star Trek, you know, Dr. McCoy and the hyperspray to make his point about what we have available now. So you see, Star Trek, all this stuff was all predictive programming. It was uh, desensitizing people to the technologies that would eventually come out. And you say, oh, cool, that's like whatever from Star Trek. Well, the question is, again, does life imitate art or does art imitate life? Do do the government people developing this know that this stuff is already in the works and coming out, and so they pass these secrets on to their buddies in Hollywood production, and then they work them into the movie scripts, and then it helps uh, desensitize people 
to the technologies. It helps normalize the technologies that are kind of come out in the next generation. So you put it into shows in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and then you have it come out in the 2000s. And so now the people who saw it as children now see it in real life as adults and they go, wow, that's cool. They're actually catching up to the movies. Well, that is all about mind control also, folks. That's propaganda. That's how it works. All right, let's continue. Now plasmids into your squamous cells. But uh, Ventner was able to do that and has the patent on the technology. But you can engineer anything. You can engineer a unique thing that would only kill one person in the world. Oh, okay. Okay. Did you hear that? Did Did you hear what he just said? What he's so excited about there? What he said in passing? Let me rewind that and see if you caught that. Asmids into your squamous cells. But uh, Ventner was able to do that and has the patent on the technology. But you can engineer anything. You can engineer a unique thing that would only kill one person in the world. You can engineer a unique thing that would only kill one person in the entire world. Folks, they have your DNA. You either willingly gave it to 23andMe, you know, companies like Ancestry.com, to your doctor's office, to Orchid Biosciences. Uh, Folks, you gave it to the people who were making 12 bucks an hour working in the parking lot of the local Salvation Army that shoved a Q-tip up into your brain and took a swab out of your nose. Or the people who handed you a cup and you spit into it. Or the people that got you to swab the inside of your mouth and mail them a Q-tip. All because, I don't know, you were afraid of COVID or your work forced you to take a test. Or maybe you wanted to know your ancestral heritage. And so there are many, many, many ways that they have gained access to our DNA. And so one of the things I want to bring up in this moment, it's a good place to put this in here. I tweeted about this because I was thinking about it the other night. If you take Orchid Biosciences, the company doing the in vitro select your own embryo, program and i told you the woman who runs that north Sidiqui is a peter thiel fellow i'm not going to go into a whole sidebar on thiel if you haven't listened to the episodes on him just look him up on the free podcast and listen to them or go over to pain.tv slash gold and get the ad free video version um but so peter thiel's fellow you know one of his mentors his minions runs Orchid Biosciences. And part of what they're moving into is the designer baby market. And what they do with the CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing is that they clip a piece of the bad DNA, or what they would call the bad DNA, or the trait that you don't want your child to inherit, for instance, your irritable bowel disease. And then they replace that with what they call the good DNA, 
Well, you'd say to yourself, where's the good DNA coming from? Well, who is one of the largest investors in Orchid Biosciences? And I'm just using this one company as an example. But the largest investor is the CEO of 23andMe, a company that collected DNA samples from millions upon millions of people. Under the guise, I believe, this is my opinion, to return to you your ancestry or your medical history in your family lineage. But they also have all this DNA on file. Remember, the woman who's the CEO of 23andMe is married to Sergey Brin, the founder of Google, a government front company. And so 23andMe has access to a lot of DNA. I don't know. Is that DNA being chopped up and used to fuse into other DNA using CRISPR-type technology? Are you willingly giving your DNA to 23andMe to have your ancestry done, but then they are using that DNA as the healthy DNA to splice into human embryos and such as they create designer babies? I don't know. I'm just asking the question. Would Peter Nygaard, would Jeffrey Epstein, would Elon Musk and these others utilize that type of technology to build a super race? I don't know. I'm just asking the question. And so now you're hearing Dr. Charles Morgan III in a presentation developed off of a presentation that he gave to the CIA on all of these technologies that he keeps his eye on and that he works to help develop over at University of New Haven. And he's talking about how they could create, right there, just nonchalant, he says, we can create something that would kill one individual person because they can target your DNA. So let's say they released a virus that would only kill one person, right? They release it in New York City. They know it's going to spread. Maybe it's airborne. And there's someone they're targeting in New York City they want dead. I don't know, some head of state or something, let's just say. And so they release it. It's airborne. It blows all over New York, and then it only kills one person. No one ever knows about it. Just that one guy had a heart attack. But if they can do that, they can kill a family of people. If they can do that, they can kill a certain select group of people or 50 individual people in New York that they want to target and kill. So they release an airborne disease that's designed to only kill those 50 people. They can kill a group of people based on their ethnic heritage, based on their bloodline, based on a number of traits. See, once they can do this, it falls under Yuval Noah Harari. He's saying that we are hackable animals because he's talking about biohacking. He's talking about mind control. He's talking about targeting humanity. And so, as Morgan just said there, they can kill one individual person with something they developed just to kill that person. They can also kill everyone over the age of 60 they can kill everyone over the age of 60 who's white they can kill everyone over the age of 60 who's white and who comes from a certain bloodline oh yeah folks they can do it and dr morgan just admitted it 
right there. Again, he's not some pot-smoking eighth-grade biology teacher who wishes he was at the level of Dr. Morgan in his career. This guy is a former CIA official and someone who works under government grants who also helps select the top special operators. He's the real deal. This guy is a high-level transhumanist technocrat. And you just listen to him say, they can create something that can kill one person. They also could release a virus that could kill a a select group of people. They also, folks, I hate to say this, but they could cook up a batch of a COVID jab. And within that jab, within the liquid, there could be all types of things in there designed to trigger certain diseases, certain illnesses, certain superhuman powers for certain people. That when they inject them into my arm, the effect would be different than on your arm because maybe the, the shot that we're all taking the same shot, but in there are certain technologies that could target cancer to grow inside of me, but maybe inside of you because you're targeted because you're black and I'm white. That I get the cancer and you get the stroke that's going to hit you in three months. I don't know. But if they can target something down to one individual person, then they can develop something that can take out groups of people. That's a scary thought, folks. All right, let's continue. It's how it's done. You put in a specific gene slicing. You program what you like. You put it in the cell, and it can reproduce and make as much as you like. For those of you who don't know, your DNA is usually all wrapped up in tight little coils. And so what you're doing is when they create plasmids and put them into cells, it sends a signal and tells which portion of the DNA should unwrap, unfold, and produce a product. Now, this is the future of medicine. Uh, When you look at this technology in medicine and say, this is going to be done to help people, right? We want to be able to give them medicines. We actually want to correct for genetic deficits. If a kid's born with a genetic anomaly, With the CRISPR technology, the feeling is we can create the portion of the gene they're missing and go have it spliced back in. And that may help a child, either if it's in utero development or once they're older, to have the missing substance actively produced. What would you do with this if you were in security and intelligence? Well, you can do a number of things. Okay, now listen carefully here. Because... He just stated what I always state, right? You think of this technology that it can be used to help people. That it could fix a child and repair some of his illnesses or certain deficiencies he may have. But he says, what can you do with it? What would you do with it if you were in, say, intelligence? And so over here, that's how we try to think, folks. I think of the intelligence people as evil. And so I try to put my mindset into the mind, into the thought process of an evil person. And so 
That's what he says. You think of it that it could be used to do all these wonderful things. And that is how they always sell it to the public. Because most people are generally good-natured, or they at least, at least like to pretend they are. And so they're going to sell it as helping people, as repairing the weak. But what is its purpose from the standpoint of intelligence or military. All right, folks, I need to take a quick break. Really think about that because this is now coming from a mind of a madman and this is how I always try to present my case to you. So I try to look at it from someone like him, from his standpoint, and then try to make you think about what's the next step. What are they really going to do with it? And you'll hear Elon Musk and the rest of them always double talk. This is why I call them fork tongue devils. So Morgan is sitting here talking about it openly because he's talking to a room full of West Point military cadets who he obviously believes are on the same wavelength as him, or he is at least training them to be a psychopath like him. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv slash golden folks are we not are we not unraveling the mind of a madman there are so many good clips you could pull from this i hope you're pausing and writing some of this down so that you can explain to your friends and your family what our government is up to what our military is doing, what our former CIA officials are teaching our wonderful cadets at the West Point Military Academy. Oh, you can just kill one person with some disease that we can create specifically targeted to them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We will make people believe it's to help children. All right. Let's continue with Dr. Charles Morgan III. You could decide. If you make this gene, we know that certain people in the world who function at very high altitudes very, very well do it because they had a special mutation in their genome that we don't have because we didn't grow up in the Himalayas. But they can function at very high altitudes. Could you give this to people who are going to have to do war fighting in high altitudes and they don't require extra support? Their body makes a much more efficient use and can work under conditions of lower oxygen than the rest of us. You start letting your mind wander. Can it also produce a substance that lets you um, function longer underwater without oxygen? So, but these are run by certain mutations in genes. And with CRISPR, we have the ability to actually make these and see what happens when we give them to animals, non-human or human animals, that don't have it naturally. Yeah, non-human or human animals. So he's talking about now taking these sort of freakish, unique traits that certain people have. I don't know if you had a friend of yours uh, as a kid or something that could hold his breath underwater for seven minutes. And so now maybe you're some elite Navy SEAL 
Uh, but you can't hold your breath for two minutes. So they'll bring you into the lab and they will splice that gene out of that little nerd who's never going to be a Navy SEAL, but he could hold his breath for seven minutes and then they'll splice that gene mutation that that kid had and fuse it into the Navy SEALs system so that he could you know, hold his breath longer. Again, this is all under the guise of creating super soldiers um, to fight, you know, wars more efficiently. But in the end, you know what these guys are trying to achieve, right? They're going to try to take all of these mutations, combine them together, and probably fuse them into themselves to create these superhuman bodies or they're going to fuse it into a baby they build inside of a synthetic womb or grow inside of a synthetic womb and then eventually they're going to take their mind and load it into the baby and then have the third layer this is all the advancement uh the augmentation of the human that they want like ray kurzweil wants and so then they will have the ai hive mind access to all the knowledge beam down into the brain and then all of a sudden all these superhuman mutations that they created inside of their CRISPR program and then wearing some sort of uh, exoskeleton iron man suit yeah this is this is a great future folks Oh, I can't see where this is headed. <laughs> I, I should work for this guy. I would sit there and go, okay, yeah, you thought of this. I'm thinking of this, and you're crazy, and we should shut the whole program down. That's what I would be saying. All right, let's continue. You could have the Forrest Gump gene. You guys been tracking. There's a gene that just makes you stronger. I would say that most of this technology is probably going to be employed by a state and not non-state actors because it's quite technical. But I say that with a caveat. When we studied the Um Shinrikyo, um, if people remember, they had both uranium mines and regular uh, laboratories where they experimented on both uh, animals and uh, had a whole series of laboratory experiments to develop uh, the uh, different kinds of gases that they wanted. Their goal was to actually mine uranium and probably come up with their own version of a nuclear weapon. But they recruited scientists, PhD-level folks, uh, and their goal was to be the rightful people running the country of Japan. But we can't assume that just because they're non-state actors, they will not um, make use of some technology around this. Come up with okay. their own version of a nuclear weapon. Let's back this up for one second. Okay, this is important, actually. Uh, had a whole series of laboratory experiments to develop... Uh, the uh, different kinds of gases that they wanted. Their goal was to actually mine uranium and probably come up with their own version of a nuclear weapon. But they recruited scientists, PhD-level folks, uh, and their goal was to be the rightful people running the country of Japan. Okay, so the scientists, PhD-level folks, the rightful people running Japan. That's called a technocracy, okay? That is actually the technocracy, when the scientists and the engineers run the government. And then what happens is they try to control the means of production as well as the means of distribution. So they basically create the work schedules for every citizen or prisoner or slave, however you want to put it. And then they also, control the means of distribution of the goods so essentially everything is rationed by the state which is controlled by the scientists and engineers who believe that they can actually streamline society and make it run the most efficient 
Okay, so no one has a say. The scientists and the engineers execute all of the plans. And so that's kind of what we're seeing happening here in the United States, in the West as a whole, and basically around the world. Let's continue. But we can't assume that just because they're non-state actors, they will not um, make use of some technology around this. Related to this is an idea called dreads. These are designer receptors that can be remotely controlled. Okay, so dreads we had mentioned in a previous episode. It's D-R-E-A-D-D-S. Okay, so that's designer receptors exclusively activated by designer drugs. And so up on the screen, he has uh, induce neural bursts, silence neurons, increase on C-AMP. Let's continue. So think about it for a moment. You can create a designer receptor, you can create a cell, you can put it somewhere in the body, and you can remotely activate it when the brain's exposed to the right signal. Okay, okay, are you hearing this, folks? You create a designer receptor, and you plant this cell inside the body, and then you can activate it when the brain hears a certain signal. Now, Many of you have probably been called conspiracy theorists for talking about this. This is uh, the movie Manchurian Candidate with Denzel Washington and Lee Shriver. And Lee Shriver is this Manchurian candidate. Uh, his uh, company of men were taken under control during a war, but then it was actually by the CIA, and the CIA basically ran MK Ultra mind control experiments on them and then programmed them to be activated whenever they want. So you'd be called a conspiracy theorist for talking about this, but Dr. Charles Morgan III is not called a conspiracy theorist. He is called an academic. He is called an employee of the United States government. He is called a government contractor, and he is called, I guess, a futurist because the CIA asked him to create this presentation to predict the future of what was going to happen in our world. Oh, yeah. Let's continue. Using this technology, people have been able to transfer memories from one fruit fly to another by signaling through a, a light stimulus uh, into the retina. Right now, in, in most animals, it's done by putting a substance into their body uh, that will actually activate the neuron in the way that you want it. So you have the capacity to create any product. As long as you know the DNA sequence, you can insert it into a living system, and you can remotely control it. So in medicine, we think about how we do that to help people, how we do to repair deficits. Other people are going to think about how do they do it to expand possibilities. Now, one of the challenges that we have... Okay, now I want to pause this for a second. So that's twice now where Dr. Morgan said, okay, this is how people would think about utilizing X technology in science or in healthcare, right? And he talked about using CRISPR to help cure kids. And now he's talking about uh, how to use this in healthcare to trigger a neuron to do something to help people. And then he goes on to say, um, but how would we use it in intelligence or in military? And so they're talking about, he's talking about expanding capabilities, right? Expanding capabilities. But there's also things you can do that would be the opposite, to kill people. So let's see what he says about expanding capabilities, and then I'll explain what I'm 
what I what I'm thinking about. Because like him, I'm always trying to think of what this technology could be utilized for when the evil people have access to it. Is that when you create a cell and you put it in somebody's body, you have to figure out where you want it. What if you want it in their brain? Right? If you want it in their brain and you can't figure out, you don't want to do surgery to plant it in their brain, if I want a product produced in your brain that may affect the way you think, the way you act, one route to that is through uh, stem cells. There we go. Stem cells, folks. So aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that we brought up that scumbag Peter Nygaard, right? The big stem cell guy back in 2014 talking about injecting himself with his own stem cells. All right, let's continue. Quick brush up on your biology. Stem cells are cells. They call them God cells. They can turn into anything. They hold the potential unlike other cells in your body, to become anything you want them to become. And they can go find their home in the body and park there and do the work that you'd like them to do. Okay, so here's the thing I want to bring up quickly. So he's talking about utilizing that technology um, to augment and to expand, uh, let's say, a person. But what if they wanted to put a cell inside your body via, I don't know, a jab, and then later trigger that cell via a signal that the brain receives, as he said they could do. So let's say you have this implanted in your body, and what it's going to do is it's going to trigger cancer to start growing in your lungs when it hears a certain signal and so i don't know you get an amber alert on your phone from the government and it goes or bing bing or something like that and let's say that was the trigger and the next thing you know you've got cancer i don't know i'm just throwing out the possibilities from my point of view when i try to get into the mindset of a psychopath and he shows me the psychopath shows me the technology and then he starts publicly brainstorming about some of the ideas he has although you know he gets paid to sit in a room and do this all day long so you're not hearing all the things he really came up with but he did slip and say we can develop this disease that could just kill one person in the whole world somebody we target think about the possibilities of what they could have done with say the jab that we at least know now wasn't stopping anybody from getting covid because about 98 percent of the people i know that are jabbed and most are boosted have now gotten covid and yes they'll say well it's a different strand oh it's a different variant it's a different this it's a different that well wait a second i thought they told you it was going to stop you from getting covid so if it doesn't stop you from getting COVID, then was it really about making billions of dollars? No, they did not need to orchestrate worldwide COVID high school theater, the production in order to make more money. They could have done something much easier, like raise a stock price, inflate a stock price and cash in on money. I mean, they could do that easily. So think about it. What did they stick people with, folks? Where's the DNA that they took from you when they put the Q-tip up into your head? What are they doing with that DNA? 
You do know they bank that. It's connected to your name. Therefore, it's connected to your social security number because we know all the databases are connected via Peter Thiel and his company Palantir in partnership with all the government agencies. So they have all of the DNA on every single person. And now you know they can develop unique diseases to kill any individual person. And you know now they can inject people with a cell that gets implanted that could be triggered to do something by a signal that your brain hears. Oh, yeah, doesn't this make you feel wonderful? I'm sorry, it's Sunday night. It's probably going to keep you up all night if you're listening at midnight, but you got to understand this, folks. It's important that we know this because if we don't know it, then you can't avoid it. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold of the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, mad men are on the loose. Mad men are on the loose and they are cashing checks from the U.S. government, ladies and gentlemen. This guy gets paid to sit around and think about crazy evil technology. What kind of a fantastic job is that, folks? You know what kind it is? It's government. Government job. Fantastic. Just sit around and think about how to hack and kill people all day. Well, that's fun. That is fun. Let's continue with Dr. Morgan. All right. Let's see what he has. You can infuse them, and they will find their way into the brain. So once you know that the technology is there to edit, splice, and program a cell, and the technology currently exists to administer it to somebody and have it go park anywhere you program it to go park, proliferate, and do its function, you can have things activated in other people's brains. Up on the screen, he has a bulleted list that says cells can be designed for specific activities and targets. Cells can be strategically placed. Cells can be remotely controlled. And let's continue. These three key points, hopefully you can see it opens up a number of both alarming and exciting possibilities. Alarming and exciting. See, I told you. This is what Peter Thiel said in 2008 at the Singularity Conference. That this singularity will either bring a boom of investment opportunities or a boom that can destroy the world. And singularity, as you know, is the merger of man and machine. And so once you start merging man with machine, once you start genetically modifying DNA splicing, and playing around with all of this biology and chemistry and merging man in with actual artificial intelligence and machine, it's over, folks. He says there are exciting things and there are scary things. Well, the things that he says are exciting are actually scary. But the most devious of things, I don't believe they talk about publicly. This stuff is pretty damn devious. But they're not going to talk about mass killing people. I do believe he slipped up when he said they can create 
sort of a virus they can release that could just kill one person. That was very telling because obviously they can do that with this technology, but you don't think this guy would actually say that publicly. All right, let's continue. You can have the time to release of information on demand. Hopefully when I mention the word CRISPR and word editing and creating molecules with CRISPR out of D and playing with DNA, some of you thought encryption and encoding. So DNA encryption, it, there were, I think, eight articles published by China in the course of three years, uh, in the last three years. And uh, it's uh, quite important. The coding system, DNA steganography, I'll just say short, the short story on this is people have figured out how to hide imagery in the DNA of bacteria. And when you um, phosphoresce the bacteria, you can discover the information or you can have the those are just to remind me, you can have the information uh, reproduced in a string form as a form of a protein. Dr. Church up at Harvard uh, has shown quite well that you can store a lot of information in one gram of DNA. It's essentially, yeah, that many, that many iPads in one gram at room temperature. No supercooling required. DNA is highly stable. It's been around on the planet a very long time. So between CRISPR the storage capacity, and programming cells, the new way to uh, hide information is going to be in DNA. The commercial application is going to be a bit like on Star Trek years ago. Why would you have a digital system when you can have a DNA system? Okay, okay, pause. And remember, I went over this with you a few episodes back on the DNA storage devices. And I told you that they are going to utilize humans to be big data DNA storage drives for them i mean some humans some will be used as human batteries you see now it's not just dustin reading you an article from wired magazine the whole key to this is that i introduce things to you in layman's terms and very simple in a simple form so that you can grasp it neither I have no reason to lie to you. I mean, I, I could be reading and reviewing articles and white papers where they're lying. You know, I wouldn't know that. But, um, but I have no reason to lie to you or exaggerate. If, if anything, I mean, when I tell you my theories and opinions, I'm very clear and honest and open about that. I try not to blur the lines between my opinion and the fact as far as the evidence that we found or their own words, okay? And so I have to take them at their own words for the most part. So what I'm saying is I showed you this article in a tech magazine on utilizing DNA for storage. And then I told you my opinion was that they'd eventually use humans or some humans as DNA storage drives, right? And now you see not just a Wired Magazine journalist who researched it, not me who read it and analyzed it. Now you're seeing Dr. Charles Morgan III, former CIA, uh, helps select special operators for the military, speaks at the military academy, and works under government grants at a university in New Haven and Yale University, talking about it talking openly about now hiding imagery inside of DNA and how DNA can be used to store a lot of information. 
See, I, I don't just make this up. There's a reason why I'm going in the order that I am. It's so that I can slowly introduce you to certain technology, let you think about that for a week, and then eventually come back to it with further evidence and proof that this stuff is actually going on and that Dustin is not actually crazy. He might be crazy because he spends his time reading about this stuff all day and trying to connect the dots and trying to understand the future, which may not matter if they're so powerful. Maybe we can't stop them or avoid them but at least i want to know what's coming and maybe not for me you know i'm 41 i might be able to just sort of live in the blind for a while but but you know i have a child on the way so it's my responsibility to understand this let's continue and store all the information you'd ever need records photos anything it's simply another way of storing information it had just been so slow up until five years ago, it wouldn't be thought to be practical. But it is. This is the first experiment showing what imagery you can hide in bacteria. This is the latest. It's a GIF file. It was actually programmed into the DNA of bacteria. Last year, the bacteria reproduced, and the offspring from the reproduction cycle would still produce this movie. Okay, so it's a gif of a jockey galloping on a horse. And so what he's explaining is they, they implanted this image inside the DNA of the bacteria, and then the offspring of the bacteria actually carried the image with them. So they can literally mark your bloodline with, say, a certain image that can later be read, let's just say in simple terms, and your child, your grandchild will carry that marker with them crazy cool. right you can he he says cool i say crazy i had information in bacteria when the bacteria multiply they can go into a spore form and last for a very long time no one can scan you and find a bacteria we don't have crazy. anything that can detect that when you know so if you want to be able to encode information take pictures of information create something in dna and don't want it in your own body it can be bacteria on some portion of your body Right. All they have to do is scrape it, let it grow in the petri dish, and unpack the information. This is all available now. This isn't science fiction, but you can encode movies. So he's saying, from an intelligence standpoint, you could, let's say, you're a spy, uh, and you sneak into, uh, I don't know, some some event you can get pictures or video of your target let's say blackmail let's say you're jeffrey epstein and you just blackmailed bill gates and then you have a video of gates doing something horrible and so now you can take that video encode it into the bacteria's dna then let's say wipe the bacteria on your leg and then go through the airport, get back home, go back to the CIA lab, scrape the bacteria off, put it down, and then decode it, and you would have the, um, you know, the the video of, of Bill Gates doing a horrible thing. Think about the other possibilities, folks. So up on the screen, he has a slide, what to do with DNA, hiding data and DNA of living organisms, uh, image encryption using DNA, addition, combining, 
with chaotic maps, a new field of cryptography, DNA cryptography, an encryption scheme using DNA technology. So these are all these articles that are coming out of China and what they did with this stuff, folks. I mean, there's so much more in this Dr. Morgan video. We have 20 minutes left to review, folks. Do you see this stuff? I mean, does it creep you out? I mean, there's some really crazy stuff coming up, and I don't want to uh, completely freak you out. I think there's enough to unpack there, ladies and gentlemen. And so it is Sunday night going into Monday morning. So either you're listening late Sunday night or you're driving to work or something, or you're listening while having a cup of coffee, and your mind is probably already blown. And I think that's where we should leave it for today. And I should pick this back up tomorrow. And then we'll get back to the Cyborg Soldier 2050 paper we started reviewing. And then that'll move us into Dr. James Giordano and the Brain Initiative and some of the other things the military are doing. Because I don't want to give you too much. I know there's some people that say, wow, this guy gives out too much information. They're telling... uh, Maria and stuff. I I mean, this is just the way I work. I have to keep moving. There's so much to unpack. Uh, As I'm learning, you're learning. As I'm combining new stuff with old stuff that I already knew. I mean, that's just the way I work. And I got to keep going. You can listen to them at your own pace because the shows are evergreen. I don't do daily news. So if you're listening to this episode 43 months from now, it doesn't really matter. Go at your own pace. But I'm going to continue to push out this library of content while it's still available to me before they scrub the internet of this stuff. And at the same time, I just need to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Uh, I feel like it is my duty to just dig through this information and to feed it out to you in real time. And then you could download the episodes from somewhere, I would imagine, and just store them. Someone suggested, you know, burning them onto old school CDs or putting them on a flash drive. Do whatever you want, folks, seriously. Uh, I mean, if I had the time, uh, I know some people asked me to do it. I, I would put these on uh, flash drives and sell them or something, maybe make a little bit of a profit, and you know, I can use it to feed my... Uh, feed my wife and baby but um i don't know if there were more people that wanted it i'd probably think about it but i would store this stuff because especially if you have the video version of the show because i'm putting everything up on the screen so all the articles and white papers and speeches i review it's all right there so it's not just my words even when i'm reading articles to you it shows you the original articles And in many of those articles, they have quotes from the generals and the scientists and the engineers. So, like I said, whether those are real or not, I don't really know. I can only go off of the information that they are providing to us. But based on, especially living in the area I live in the last year and a half, surrounded by government uh, workers and government contractors and scientists and engineers and people who've worked at Fort Detrick, I mean, basically everything that I stumble across, I end up running into someone or know someone who works in that field or is connected to that field. And I go, wow, did you ever hear of this CRISPR technology that could do this? And the geneticist will say to me, oh, yeah, they can do that. And they can do this, 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 that, and this. So, I mean, it's real. It's out there. And that's what we're doing here, folks. We're delivering the intelligence. Do with it as you please. Uh, Use it to help you 
figure out your future plans and how you're going to navigate this. I don't care. Use this stuff to go invest in these companies if that's what you want to do. I mean, do whatever you want to do with it. I just know that my mission right now in life is to put this together in as simple terms as possible and to try to get it out to as many people as possible so that all of us understand the enemy that we are up against. And as I opened with yesterday, if you don't understand your enemy, then you have no chance of surviving whatever war they are bringing to our doorsteps. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a war against humanity. That is what technocratic transhumanism is technocratic transhumanism the fusion of technocracy and the merger of man and machine it is at our doorstep it is alive and well it is well funded and our government is behind it as i've proven to you time and time again ladies and gentlemen sleep on that i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.